Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And I have the great fortune, the pleasure of interviewing a fellow family dad blogger, uh, a family travel dad blogger. There's not many of us, and uh, it's a real great privilege to meet someone else who's actually from Canada. We have so much in common. Uh, besides, um, we're actually both from Canada. We're both married to Filipinas. Uh, we also have young kids and we're both super passionate about family travel and not only family travel for ourselves but inspiring other families to get out there and travel more uh, so i'm super excited to be on this interview to interview uh, kevin wagger from uh, wanderingwaggers.com and uh, they really specialize in adventure family travel uh, they just came back from machu picchu they have a great blog post i was just reading before this interview about uh, uh, you know visiting machu picchu with kids um, so i'm actually going to be going to machu picchu uh, with my wife and kids in in around September, uh, we're we're actually currently in Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, we just took the ferry from Trinidad, which is one island, to Tobago, which is the other island. Just got in yes yesterday, late at night, and uh, here I am on the interview live from Tobago. And our guest today, Kevin, is in right uh, outside of uh, Toronto. Ontario. So we're going to be finding about Kevin, about his travels, about um, uh, his travel blog, about uh, some tips for family travel and about so family travel blogging and um, much more. So stay tuned for exciting interview. So Kevin, uh, do you want to share a little bit about your background? Uh, you know uh, yourself, your wife, uh, your kids, and a little bit about uh, what made you so passionate about family travel. Sure, absolutely, Ricky. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for, for having me on. It's awesome to connect with you. Uh, it's, you know, again, Canadian travel dads, not a lot of us out there, but, uh, but it's great to connect with them. And uh, uh, I'm, you know, I'm uh, a travel blogger along with my wife, Christina, over at uh, wanderingwaggers.com. Uh, we've been uh, traveling since before we got married, when we first met, uh, I was not a traveler when uh, when my wife and I first met. She uh, she totally introduced me to it. I had been to Disney World uh, before that, and uh, and that's really about it. Um, so uh, she she let me know first thing when we first started dating that if I was not going to get on the travel wagon with her, I was not going to be a, a successful relationship partner. Uh, so so I, anyway, she's an awesome awesome person. I love her very much. And uh, I, I hopped right on and I don't regret a thing. Uh, when we first started traveling, we, we uh, you know, we did some trips around Canada uh, uh, to the West Coast, uh, where you're from, and uh, down to the America Southwest and uh, into Quebec and, and uh, around Ontario, of course. And uh, then we started traveling overseas a little bit. Uh, we did a Europe trip and uh, you know tried to do the the whole backpacker hostel thing, and uh, and had a blast. And um, and uh, when we got married back in two thousand seven, uh, a couple of years later, we had our first son, uh, and who is six now. So we have a six year old and a three year old. And we took him to Portugal, and we said, "All right, let's go. Let's go take a trip here and 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 see how this whole traveling with kids things works out for us." And um, and uh, we went there for uh, uh, I think about ten days, and into Lisbon and Sintra and up north and down to the Algarve. And uh, he was about three or four months old, I think, at the time. And it was great. And uh, we we you know we got hooked on it. We said, you know, this is this. 
we can do this. This is this isn't such a a scary thing. You know, you get on that first plane ride when you're walking down the aisle carrying your baby and thinking, oh God, everyone's looking at me. Everyone hates me already because, you know, my child is going to be crying. And it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that at all. Um, people on the plane were supportive. Everyone was, you know, helpful. And, you know, the people on the seat loved to poke up and say hi and boo to the kids and keep them happy. And, and, you know, they sleep on the plane and, and it was awesome. And, you know, all those scary things that uh, so many people say is such a terrifying part of family travel really didn't ever become a reality for us. Everything was very supportive and everyone was very excellent. And, uh, and so we did some more trips and we did, uh, you know, we went to New Mexico and we went to Grenada and we went to um, um, Iceland, which is a big trip. Uh, when, when, when my son was one and a half, we did a 14-day trip through Iceland. And that was just absolutely unbelievable. And, um, you know, hiked mountains and glaciers and volcanoes and, and took in all the stuff that makes Iceland so incredible. Uh, and then not long after that, you know, we, we got pregnant with our second son, who's now three. And, uh, and then the trips continued. And they've kind of been slowly getting a little bit more intense every time. We're like, okay, all right, we did this last time. Let's, let's see what we can do next time. So we went to, we went to Colombia and then uh, we went to Jordan and we did a, a, big, uh, a big trip through Jordan, which was incredible. And, uh, and then most recently we went down to Peru and we did, uh, two weeks down in Peru. And of course, as, a, uh, as we were talking earlier, I, I, uh, we've got a, a three week trip or a 20, 21 day trip to the Philippines planned at the end of the year. So my wife is Filipino and this will be her first time going back to uh, the Philippines since she moved here when she was 10. So that's going to be a really exciting, uh, trip for us. Like, she's so excited. We're so excited. Obviously, we've got lot. You know, she's got lots of family over there, and uh, which means babysitters, <laughs> and that'll be exciting because uh, <laughs> my wife and I love to scuba dive. So it's uh, we don't all often have a chance, or we'll have to find a nanny service or something like that when we're traveling if we want to get a chance to get under the white under the waves. So uh, this time we have uh, uh, many, many, many willing uh, family members who are going to be. Uh, yeah, in case you're watching this, yes, you will be babysitting our children. <laughs> and uh and uh you will and and we're hoping to get some some really good dives in because i mean let's face it as far as scuba diving goes it doesn't get much better than the philippines absolutely, absolutely. uh you know uh, you know uh, we took our we wife, took and, our wife. Uh, i took my wife and kids to the philippines um actually just this december and uh we have three kids a five-year-old a three-year-old and a one-year-old and for the first time in forever we uh, were uh, able to go on date nights. We saw the Star Wars uh, Rogue One back in December. Oh, we hung out awesome. at some nice, din nice dinners. And uh, we were kid-free. And uh, we, we typically get a, uh, scared to leave our kids with strangers, babysitters. Uh, but obviously, with families, a whole different ballgame. They're fully trustworthy. So uh, uh, yeah, that, that was definitely a great blessing to have our family in the Philippines. And it was really good for our kids, and I'm sure for your kids too, to understand the ethnic origin. Uh, where's mommy from, and where's our ethnic roots from, and you know, all these, uh, the, the beautiful culture, the food, the people uh, that your wife's from. So uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys are excited, uh, as we were when we did our family trip there. Absolutely, I'm sure, yes. 
So, Kevin, uh, tell us about your travel blog. I mean, it's one thing to do family travel, which, um, you know, a lot of people do family travel. Not as much as you and me, probably, but, uh, um, you know, we're really passionate about the subject. What made you actually start your uh, travel blog itself? So give us a little bit of a history there. And what topics uh, and themes do you cover on the, on the blog? Well, we started the blog um, almost two years ago. So it'll be just under two years, uh, two years, I think, in September, I think. And uh, we did it right after our, uh, our trip to Jordan. So we, um, we had been talking about it beforehand. I mean, you know, we were posting photos on Facebook and family and friends and everyone was always asking about our trips every time, you know, when are you guys going to put, put your photos up from your trip and, and all that. And then they'd ask questions. And next thing you know, you're talking for the next six months telling the same story over and over and over again. And uh, we, we said, you know, maybe we should just write this down in a place and then say, check it out here. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, you know, I still love to have the conversations, of course, but, uh, but it gives people a, you know, a chance to read up a little bit about, uh, about what we did. And, uh, we met a couple of guys, uh, from Orangeville who did a travel television show. Um, um, uh, a show called departures. I'm not sure if you've heard of that one. Oh, you know, that was one of our favorite shows on Netflix before we left. We watched all three seasons. Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, great. Yeah, right? I, I love those guys. And, uh, yeah, that really inspired us in our own travel journey. Uh, amazing show. So if you haven't seen it, it's definitely available on Netflix. And it's actually available on YouTube. If you search on YouTube under Departures, uh, Travel yeah. Show, you'll find it there as well. So, yeah, we were, in, uh, we were having lunch in, in a town called Fergus, which is just outside of uh, uh, Toronto. And just so happens to be that Scott and Andre from the show were there having lunch as well. So we uh, went all fanboy and fangirl and uh, yeah, had a great conversation with them. They're amazing guys. Love to chat about, uh, about travel and the show and, and things like that. And, uh, and uh, they, after that, that's really what sparked it. We said, okay, let's, you know, let's go do this. Let's, let's start writing about it and, and see what happens. And, um, uh, you know, we had no idea, of course, what we were doing when we first started writing it. We, uh, you know, we we're writing 5,000 word posts with, you know, 47 pictures that, uh, you know, really no one would want to read. And then over time, we started cutting it down and figuring out what people actually wanted to hear about. And, uh, you know, started getting introduced to the incredible travel blogger uh, community that's out there. Um, and talk about a community that just supports each other and pushes each other forward and, and, gives people the tools that they need to, uh, to get going. And, uh, and so through meeting with them and, you know, growing arm personal profiles and, uh, and brand and things like that, uh, two years later, you know, we've, you know, kind of gone, you know, we we're starting to approach it more in a, you know, like a professional standards and, you know, working on our photos and working with brands and working with, with companies in order to grow, uh, uh, and inspire families to get out there and look beyond, you know, the the resorts and the Disney worlds and uh, and the you know the the places that are great to visit, but won't really show you the heart of a of a of a country or a people or a culture or the food and things like that. Um, so you know, we like like I said earlier, we take our kids to places like Peru and and Iceland and Jordan and Grenada and you know Portugal, and then we explore the country. And you know, 
nothing against resorts. We love resorts. They're beautiful. They're amazing places to relax and chill and come together and stop for a while. And, and we do uh, incorporate that in our travels and, and we'll take a day or two and, and stop and sit by the pool and float in the flamingo and things like that. Uh, but most of our travel is, is spent uh, getting out into nature and exploring history and culture and, uh, and um, ruins and mountains and hiking and things like that and getting outside and, and getting a little bit deeper into the places that we're trying to visit. Absolutely. And, you know, we're very uh, kindred spirits on this because, uh, you know, typically families do the two-week vacation to things like you said, uh, Disneyland California, Disney World Florida, and uh, they don't uh, do as much of the stuff like what we're talking about, the trekking, the museums, the culture. And, uh, you know, that's one of my pa big passions, too, is to show them the world beyond Mickey and Minnie. Uh, I, we love Mickey and Minnie, by the way, too. We were in Hong Kong Disneyland earlier this year. We were in Legoland. Uh, you know, we in Dubai, we were at a few different resorts, Motion Gate, and um, you know, etc. So, I, I definitely believe in uh, going to theme parks. I think it's a great thing to take kids to. Yeah. I love it just as much as my kids posing with the characters from different movies and shows, etc. But uh, you know, I, I highly recommend maybe trying something different. Maybe you've always done uh, the typical Disney vacation, and maybe this year or next year is the time to. Go outside the box, try something new, and if I can do it with my wife and three kids, if uh, Kevin could do it with his wife and uh, two young kids, so can you. So yeah. uh, I want to learn about some of the, the obviously, the bl blessings of traveling with kids, but also some of the challenges, because part of the reason people don't do more of the adventure stuff is because they're scared. Uh, they are um, um, legitimate fears uh, to traveling with kids uh, for their safety, for their health, um, you know, those kind of things. So tell us about your experience, uh, both the good and the bad, because I think it's easy to talk just about the good and ignore the bad. So tell us more. Sure. Um, I mean, I just want to make, can you, can you hear me right now with, uh, I know somebody just started mowing their lawn right next door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you have your earpiece on, I can hear Perfect. you loud. Um, uh, there's absolutely legitimate fears when you're, when you're traveling with kids. And, uh, you know, we had them when we first started, and uh, and every parent, you know, who who is within their own senses will have those fears themselves. And we've, you know, we've had some of those fears come to reality in time too. Uh, but when it comes down to, you know, the nuts and bolts of it, I find that when I'm on the road with my kids, they are easier to manage. They're more entertained. They're better behaved. They are um, more involved, and I'm more involved with them when than when I'm at home. And it makes uh, a big difference for us. But fears are fears, and fears are reality. And we've been in situations where you know we were in Colonia uh, del Sacramento in Uruguay, and our two-year-old just was not there anymore. And uh, and uh, you know, talk about, you know, a fear you've got. It's one thing to lose a child. It's another thing to lose a child in a country where you don't speak the language. Yes, where that's scary. You don't know anyone where, um, uh, but at the same time, it's also an incredible learning opportunity because we were in this town uh, full of artisan markets and, uh, you know, narrow, beautiful streets. And 
the entire town stopped what they were doing. All the market people stopped what they were doing and everyone went looking for our son. And it was terrifying and it was satisfying in the way that people who we didn't even know from a country that we don't live in stopped everything that they were doing to help take care of us and to help us find something when they knew that they, you know, if they lost their child, they would be just as distraught as we were. Uh, and, you know, luckily it was only about a 15 minute period. He had seen a guy playing guitar and thought, Hey, you know, this guy would be way cooler to hang around with than my parents. <laughs> and you, know, you take your eyes off them for two seconds and away they go. Um, so yeah, there, there are fears out there and a lot of those fears are valid and, and, you know, a lot of them, things like, you know, what's it like to fly on a plane with kids? And, and there's that stereotype out there that if you're on a plane with kids, everyone's going to hate you. And again, that's, that's not true. Uh, there's there's the, the fear that if you go somewhere, your kids are going to be bored and they're going to hate each other or start fighting. And you know what? Kids are going to fight. Our kids fight. We argue with our children. It happens. It happens at home. And it's going to happen on the road. And, uh, but when you're traveling, you tend to be busier. You tend to be doing things and exploring things and learning new things and engaged and having better one-on-one -on -one time with your children. And, uh, and by doing that, you actually limit the amount of trouble and boredom and, and uh, you know, you know, antsy behavior that kids get into because let's face it, when kids when kids get bored, that's when they act up. And if you can keep them from getting bored, especially in situations, uh, you know, when you're on the road, <laughs> and then uh, then you're going to be you're, you're miles ahead of where a lot of parents who you know might put their kids in front of the television or uh, or you know. You're at home. You're trying to get work done, and you're sitting in front of a computer, and uh, and you know the kids are running around and you know pulling your hair and climbing on top of you, and you know there's no better jungle gym out there than than a dad's body, really. And uh, I'm actually surprised that my kids are are not here climbing all over me right now. I think uh, I think uh, they uh, they they wandered inside to hang out with Nana and Papa. <laughs> It's so funny you you mentioned that because I, I have my daughter here. Um, if you're actually watching this, you'll be able to see the daughter. But she's actually just uh, keeping herself occupied while I'm on the interview here. Uh, luckily, this so, guest house has uh, a slide, uh, you know, a swing set and a pool that she can enjoy. Uh, but, uh, you know, what you were mentioning was a super scary incident. And, you know, that can actually happen um, anywhere. Um, you know, uh, we have lost a kid for maybe two minutes uh, uh, at an amusement park in Vancouver, BC, Canada. You probably know it like a PNE, Pacific National Exhibition, which equivalent, equivalent, the equivalent is uh, CNE, the Canadian National Exhibition. So it happens and you get so scared and, you know, you just ask for help. You know, have you has anyone seen a little boy? Uh, and uh, yeah, it's funny because my girl never gets lost. My boy is the one who ends up uh, being the more adventurous one who gets himself into trouble. So. Uh, uh, I want to ask you about um, um, your your travel blog, and uh, you know you've started your travel blog, been successful with it. Uh, you even got some money through things like uh, you were talking about American Express. Uh, you've got um, uh, Expedia. Uh, so tell us about uh, some tips, advice 
for people who may be thinking of not just traveling themselves, but also starting a travel blog. <sighs> Tim, if you're looking at starting a travel blog, then the first thing that you need to do is find a way to differentiate yourself from everyone else. Um, there are many, many travel blogs out there, and there are many, many people starting a new travel blog every day. Um, if you can find a way to show how your message or your experience or your value is different from all the other travel blogs out there, then you have a good chance of succeeding. Um, these days, travel blogs are not just a single focus uh, uh, product. I mean, you're looking at now that you've got to be good with photos, and you've got to be able to do videos, and you've got to be able to write, and you've got to be able to have a website that's half decent, and understand social media, and understand uh, um, you know, how to bring all those aspects of, of your message and your brand together into a way that people can understand and can not just hit a wide a wide audience, but also target a very specific audience and, and get them the information that they need in a way that they can digest it. Uh, I had an advantage when I first started that my background is in media. I, I learned photography and I learned videography and I learned graphic design. I, I studied all those things in, in school, uh, but I had never written anything since, you know, my high school exam <laughs> uh, beyond maybe, you know, some, some, some advertising copy and things like that. Certainly nothing more than about 15 words. Uh, so when I sat down and I, I, I had to write a story about, about uh, you know, my experience in Jordan or, you know, a, a, a hiking a mountain in Iceland or, or you know, diving in, in Grenada or something like that, then I really had no idea. So I just started throwing out a word salad and, and, and things started coming together. But then I, you know, as you get started, you might not know what you're doing, but you keep at it. And you keep pushing and you keep trying. And if you go and you do it and you fold at the first sign of adversity, you're not going to succeed because you're going to learn through your failures. And I failed. I'm sure you failed. And everyone has failed at some point. And then you say, okay, well, how did that fail? How can I fix that? And then you try it again. And you write something else and you read the comments that people make and you, you don't take them as an insult, but you take them as a chance to learn and to grow and to get better and to understand what the people who are reading your content or watching your YouTube videos or looking at your photographs, what do they want to see? And, and, and it's not just about you, it's about your audience and getting them what they need uh, in order to help them succeed, not just to say, hey, this is what I did and this is why I'm awesome for doing it. Um, it's this is what you can do and this is how you, you can be awesome doing it. Yeah, a great differential. Uh, I call it uh, being an egocentric blog or a user-centric blog. And a lot of blogs are egocentric. All about them, all about their travels, all about me, me, me. I did this and this and this and this. And it's not focused on the reader. And uh, the user-centric blogs are all about that reader on the other side of the screen reading a blog and what's in it for them. 
how can they benefit what can they gain from the blog posts from the social media posts from the the videos etc uh, so tell us about your kids I mean your kids are three and six what have they gained I mean they're young as like mine uh, what have you uh, what have you found through interviewing them by asking them by just observing them what has been the greatest learning lessons for uh, your uh, two children the you know, that's a really good question because, I mean, so many people look at travel, especially with kids, and say, you know, they're not going to remember it. They're not going to remember this. They're not going to remember that. Um, and that's very true. They're, hello. <laughs> they, uh, they, um, they're, they might not remember the details. The details get foggy with time. The details even get foggy with time for me. Uh, but they do remember the moments and they do remember the experiences and they remember things like being in a country and some people that they met. And, uh, you know, for example, we, uh, we've had guides, uh, in places that we visited, like, uh, like Jordan, we had an amazing guide named, uh, Kais and an awesome guy, super fun, great family friend now. And uh, the kids loved him. I mean, he, he was with us every day for, you know, for the whole week. And the kids got to know him and they got to know his family and, and uh, his stories. And then we would go places where they would meet, you know, the locals. And, you know, we'd go into people's houses and have tea and meet their children and, and uh, have experiences where they could play with children and meet people. They might not know the language. Uh, they might not know, uh, you know, they might dress differently. They might eat different food. Uh, but they know that when they meet a child, you know, around the same age, that they have, you know, they all love playing in the sand. They all love sliding and slides and, and uh, running and chasing each other and, uh, and laughing and having fun and fart jokes. And uh, <laughs> you have and, to throw it in the fart jokes. Every know, every kid loves it. Fart jokes, right? <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, and they remember the playing, and they remember the fun, and they remember the times that they were brave, and they remember the times that they were scared, and someone was there to help them with something, and they remember the times that they learned something, and and the memories and the experiences and the courage and the, and the internal growth that they have on these travels are the things that will stay with them forever. They might not remember the detail of, of looking out over the mountains onto the, the monastery in Petra, but they remember being in the mountains and they remember riding the horses and they remember talking with the guides and getting headpieces from the local markets and, and having tea. And, and they remember when they got that, when they, when they were on the edge of the mountain and they were afraid to walk along the edge of the cliff, they remember that, you know, mommy and daddy were there to help them. Uh, or someone was there to help them, even if it wasn't their mommy and daddy. And they know that they got there. And they had the courage to go through and see something where they were scared. You know, it's just like riding a bike. You know, you're terrified to do it at first. But once you've done it, you've learned that it's there. And as long as you have someone who's with you to support you and to walk you through it, then 
you're going to learn what you're doing and you're going to grow from it and you're going to get better and you're going to get stronger for it. And, uh, and that's what travel brings to them. It, it's, it's all about personal growth, not necessarily the memories, not necessarily the, you know, the details, but the way it helps you grow as a person. Yeah, you, uh, you elaborated quite well on that because it's not the facts or the specifics. It's really about that inner growth, uh, the mindset change, right? Like the mind's being formed, the identity's being formed. They're becoming much more open about different cultures and uh, people and uh, about different levels of, uh, you know, poverty, richness, etc. So, yeah, that's probably been the greatest lesson for our kids as well. So, Kevin, uh, you know, you've done a lot of family travel already and obviously your kids are growing. Um, Tell us about your future vision. Uh, where do you want to see your travels go to next? What are some of your uh, personal and family bucket list items, your must-dos you're going to be doing in the next few years? I know you obviously have the Philippine trip, but what about 2018, 2019, 2020, and beyond? Um, yeah, I mean, we, like I said earlier, we, my wife and I are both working parents, so we deal with the vacation time and all that, so it's... it's uh, it, we always try to squeeze as much into the time that we've got as we can. Um, so we've got the Philippines coming up. Obviously, over the summer, we're going to be doing some camping around Ontario. We love to explore Canada and Quebec and Ontario uh, uh, during the summers because the weather is so beautiful here. It's the perfect time to, uh, to get out and, and uh, do some exploring locally. Uh, and then, uh, you know, do the, in the winters, we tend to get away. So um, we're doing an experiment right now with our kids where uh, we're – each trip, one of us gets to pick the next de destination. So um, uh, two trips ago, we got to go to uh, Argentina. My, my oldest son uh, is absolutely obsessed with penguins, and he wanted to go uh, see penguins, and that was his, his request. So Christina and I looked it up and said, okay, well, where's the most economical place that we can go and see some penguins? Uh, it turned out to be uh, Puerto Madryn uh, in Argentina, where we got to wander around about a, a colony of about a million and a half penguins, and uh, and just had an unreal trip going to Iguazu Falls and uh, and um, you know exploring some some ruins and and uh, some just amazing places down there. Uh, the next trip I got to pick, so it was my cho my choice to go to uh, to Machu Picchu. Uh, which was, uh, you know, a big bucket list destination for us. So we went down to Peru and and uh, did some sandboarding in the desert and and uh, explored the uh, the Inca ruins and into Machu Picchu, which is just as incredible as as you're hoping. So when you guys get down there, it's it's gorgeous. It's it it'll blow your mind. It's just it's just like the photographs, only you can touch it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, love it. Yeah, the great way of differentiating. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so um, uh, the next trip, obviously, uh, my wife is looking at uh, the Philippines. So she's been begging to get back down there. And of course, uh, her, one of her cousins is getting married, which was the catalyst for a trip there. Uh, after that, uh, we're still tossing around ideas, but my youngest son really wants to see lions. Uh, so we are considering a trip, uh, uh, to Namibia, but he's also very interested in elephants. So we might be looking into Sri Lanka. Uh, we're tossing around a few ideas and seeing what works out and he keeps changing his mind every, every day. So we'll, we'll iron him down to something and then we'll, uh, we'll, uh, 
we'll iron them down to something and then we'll uh, we'll make the choice from there but it looks like those are the two leading destinations right now either either namibia or sri lanka Definitely- you know, I, I want to throw in a third potential destination, but uh, we were in South Africa uh, about three, four months ago, and we absolutely love South Africa. Uh, we did the animal safari there. Um, you mentioned those animals like elephants, like giraffes, like lions, um, like uh, the big five, they call it, and a whole bunch right. of more. It was incredible. Uh, one of my big bucket list items I was able to cross off. Uh, when I turned 40, it was my 40th birthday, and I was in Kruger National Park. So I didn't know if you were considering South Africa. And so we're everywhere we're considering uh we, we would never never uh, uh cross out a single destination there uh the whole world is an option for us and and i think like you it's it's just a matter of you know where can we get and and how can we get there and how can we make it work right yeah uh, absolutely and uh sri lanka is amazing too by the way uh i have been there before i got married uh amazing place uh thailand's great fellowships as well and you know it's so hard to pick at the end of the day <laughs> uh, uh you know when i when i hear all these stories from the people any of you i find i'm inspired to go to all these places just because absolutely. i hear the stories and uh it inspires me to go there as well so uh uh kevin uh, to end off with, why didn't you share where people can find you uh, on your blog, on your social media? How can they connect with you, uh, get inspired to travel themselves, and read about some of your incredible adventures as a family? Sure. Well, we're, our website is located at uh, wanderingwaggers.com. That's W-A-G-A-R-S. Uh, and you can find us on all the major social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, and probably anything else that's out there. I'm sure we've got a presence on it somewhere. Um, and, uh, and yeah, make, come check us out, say hi. And, uh, and we, we love chatting with people about travel. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to throw us a, throw us a question or, uh, or, a, or a curveball and see, uh, see, see, see if we can uh, be tested out at all. <laughs> Awesome, Kevin. Uh, make sure you check it out. Uh, Kevin and Christine's website is called wanderingwaggers.com. You know, easy to remember, just his last name and the fact that they're wandering. And uh, social media, definitely. And also their YouTube. They have some great YouTube videos. They do product reviews as well and a lot of destination uh, reviews uh, focusing on family travel with kids. Um, so I've been reading a lot of them and definitely been inspired uh, by what they're doing. So highly recommend checking out Kevin, his blog, and my blog too if you're into family travel, daddyblogger.com, and we write about the same thing that Kevin does uh, through our personal lens, and uh, we love it. And uh, I hope you've been inspired. I know I have. Uh, so uh, uh, if you're uh, tuning in on video to this interview, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, we do these videos, interviews, uh, sorry, we do these interviews both by video and by audio to reach two different types of people, uh, the audio uh, uh, type of people through iTunes, the video type of people through YouTube. So subscribe to us on both channels, uh, iTunes and uh, YouTube. Uh, make sure you check out us uh, across social media, Digital Nomad Mastery, and also on our website, digitalnomadmastery.com. So happy travels, everyone, and we'll catch you in the next episode, uh, live from over here in Trinidad and Tobago. <laughs>